Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Mm. Hello, I'm Dan Adute. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan. Like many of you, I'm stuck at home during this pandemic, and so are most of my guests. I hope we talk about my deep, dark secrets. <laughs> that leaves me with a crappy laptop from 2012, my own mic, and my fingers crossed, hoping my guests are able to record their half of the conversation, too. Okay, so, bear with us. Look at all this beautiful food. Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today is the hilarious comedian, actor, writer, and the host of one of my favorite baking competition shows, Nailed It, on Netflix. She has also been called the Grand Dame of Podcasting by, <laughs> by Dan Adute, hosting four pod... Is it four now, Nicole? Five. Five? Okay, there's Why Won't You Date Me, Best Friends with Sashir Zamata, 90 Day Bay, Newcomers with Lauren Lapkus. Which one am I missing? Um, It's called Drag Her with uh, Mono Agapian. I'm on it sometimes. I've been on it, like, every week since quarantine started because the, the bitch don't got nowhere to go. Amazing. And Mono is one of the funniest people I know I as love well. Mono. Anyway... You are probably the funniest, hardworking, hardest working person I know. Please welcome Nicole Byer, everyone. Oh, Dan, thank you so much. What a beautiful intro. We made it happen, Nicole. This has been we like, did. I think this has been eight months in the making. Truly. Yes, because I can't remember the last time I saw you at UCB. We're like, let's do each other's podcasts. Are you free this day? No, no, I'm in New York. I'm I'm on the road. And then we were like, let's do it in may and i think that was in january yeah and look at us here we are it's the end of may it took a global pandemic to (laughs) nail us down to one place to finally be able to do this so before we get into pandemic talk and uh what you're doing trapped in your house and all that stuff i want to get into your fridge i have a picture of it here i'm going to share the screen you guys can see nicole's fridge on my instagram at standupdan Nicole, you've got a, you know, for the quarantine fridges, this one is not very stocked up. I got to say, I'm it a little sure worried. isn't. I'm a little worried for you. <laughs> well, okay. So on that first shelf above the drawers, there are one, two, three vegan meals that I get from Purple Carrot. So like okay. those are my three meals for the next three days. And then after that, I have to figure it out. Are you a vegan? Um, some would say, but like others would say no, because I eat dairy. And oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. But like, I've been meat free for like, uh, oh my God. Is it like, it's like two weeks now, three weeks. Oh, you just started? Yeah. Like I, during a pandemic, I was like, let's get, let's take away all the things that comfort me. That sounds like <laughs> the worst timing ever. I'm like, yeah. 
I, every day is a guilty pleasure for me. I'm like drinking, <laughs> I'm smoking, I'm, I'm eating animals. I mean, I've been smoking a lot of weed. I've been drinking a lot. So next to the bottle of wine is this like honey ginger syrup that I found. Yeah. Uh, on Amazon because I tried making it myself for like a penicillin and it didn't go well because I don't have fucking cheesecloth. I don't know what that is. And then I had to like boil fucking honey. Nobody tells you it like, like fucking turns into like, caramel if you heat it up too hard so that was like a journey and then i found that on amazon i was like okay amazon's bad but like i'm gonna get it from here because it comes fast and i need my penicillin so i'm gonna try to find a different company to order it from. wait what do you mean what is this it's honey ginger syrup and it's just like to keep you healthy no no it's for cocktails Oh, oh, penicillin, not the not the medicine, the cocktail. <laughs> okay, got it. Imagine I was like, Amazon has a honey ginger syrup, and that's what I'm using to fight the fucking corona. I know. I was like, man, these these LA actors making <laughs> penicillin in their fridges. <laughs> you seem to be a very big ketchup fan, and you seem to be running out of ketchup big time. You've got, you've got a big ketchup here. You've got a baby ketchup right below it. Yes. And they uh, both are on their last licks. I'm worried for you. I'm a huge ketchup fan. So uh, they're both from parties where, like, I had a barbecue where people brought ketchup. And then right. you don't take your ketchup home, you fucking freak. So you leave it. And people left it. And I guess I haven't been able to have a party in a while. So I haven't been able to re-up my catch. It's always an interesting etiquette with bringing stuff to parties. Is there any case where you can bring something and then bring the leftovers of it back to your house? Um, I do a Friendsgiving every year. I wonder if we'll do it this year, but I always bring like a ooey gooey butter cake and uh, macaroni and cheese. And I'll make two trays of the macaroni and cheese, one to keep at home, one to take with. And then I bring the ooey gooey butter cake. I only bring one because it's a whole thing to make it. But I always go, I need to take some of this home because it's so good. And then everyone's like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But then they taste it and they're like, oh, my God, it is so good. I'm like, yeah, that's why I need to, like, save a piece. Were you a baker before the show or did you become a baker after the show? Um, I was not a baker before the show and I'm not a baker now. But you make a new gooey butter cake. Once a year for Friendsgiving. Is it like the Mastro's butter cake that they have? No. So the Mastro's butter cake is also – I fucking love Mastro's because – there's always a working girl with her John there who's like, can I get two dinners? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, yes, take care of your sex worker. Once I found a condom on the floor, I was elated. I was so excited to see this condom. But then I was worried. I was like, does my friend not have her protection? Anywho, uh, the master's butter cake is like not as dense as this butter cake that I make. This butter cake that I make is a Paula Dean recipe. I know. She said the oh N-word once God. on record. But you know what? Nicole. It's tasty. Hate crime me. I don't care. It's tasty. It's good. I'm kidding. I should not say that. <laughs> it's fully a joke. Somebody her, will come for me. Her recipes um, transcend her racism. It's just. So, it's so good. It's very delicious. <laughs> And it's like a heart attack in a pan. It is just pure butter, and it is a whole box of confectioner sugar. It's wild. Oh my god! It's so good. Have you learned any? Have you picked up anything from Jacques Torres? Like my, he's my, he's my pastry crush. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've always loved that guy. And you, I used to watch his show on the Food Network. Did you ever watch, like, back in the day, he had his own show. No, I've never seen it, but he did show me the intro to his old PBS show. He's been in the game for a while, and the old PBS show intro is him on rollerblades, (laughs) and it's like circus music, and it's one of the, I was like, this man understands comedy, he understands game, he is, he just needs to be, like, pointed in the direction of funny. Like, he's so funny. But I learned from him, if you don't butter or grease your pans, you got to use parchment paper so you can just lift the parchment paper up mm. and it doesn't stick to the pan. Yeah. I also learned that when you're making a buttercream, you have to keep whipping it so there's emulsion. Uh, and emulsion is air to make it fluffy. Yes. I always say the word emulsion and I don't, I never quite know what it means. Yeah, it's uh, air getting in. It's your your buttercream catching air. Yeah. Tell me more about this veganness. I'm very curious about this. Is this going to last? Are you going crazy? I'm not going crazy um, because I don't have the meat in my house, and any meat in my house is my roommate's meat. Uh, my roommate, John Milheiser, John Milheiser, my roommate, and... Um, like, I, I'm not going to eat his... I have to ask before I eat his food. So, like, I'd have to be like, can I have some of your meat? And he'd have to be like, aren't you vegan? And I don't want to have that conversation. Right, but yesterday, right, right. I had, like, a veggie burger, and it was... It did it. It did the job. I liked it. Mm. Um, what, I mean, do you remember what brand it was? I don't remember. It wasn't, like, Impossible or Beyond Meat. It was a right. different brand. Was it, like, a bean... It was, like, a bean one? It like, wasn't... Yeah, maybe. I'm not actually sure. It's whatever Purple Carrot, who's not sponsoring me, sent me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I keep saying their name, and they're like literally not paying me to do it. But whatever they send me is what I make. Uh, Two nights ago, they sent this like broccoli, broccoli fucking Brussels sprout salad with like I don't know. It was like tahini something. Saw I don't know. It was something weird. But, like, I was supposed to make pharaoh. Who's pharaoh? I don't know. But I burned the pharaoh, and then I burned some of the Brussels sprouts, and then I realized you weren't even supposed to cook those. It was a whole... It's hard to, like, follow directions when it's, you have ADD. Well, it's very hard to cook vegan deliciously, too, because you, your options are very limited. I think, honestly, the the only way I could go vegan is if I had, like, an Indian chef cooking for me every day. Yes, I love Indian food. You don't miss the meat with Indian food. No, you don't. And it's fucking delightful and delicious. Do you love farro or you're not a fan? I don't know who farro is. I don't know if I've ever had it. It looks like big, big oats. It's a, but, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's like an ancient grain that like Roman centurions uh, would eat and then go rape and pillage. <laughs> off of oh, the, well, off. maybe it's a good thing I burn it. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing in your fridge that I saw that was uh, exciting to me was yes. over here. We got a bag of Toll House cookies. Is it Toll House cookies or the chips? Oh, I'm actually not. I think it might just be the chips. But my roommate, John Melheiser, John Melheiser, my roommate, he did make cookies the other day. Um, but I have a feeling it's just the, chi- the the chocolate chips. And this looks like a fancy, like, uh, Sonoma County white wine, like a Chardonnay. Yes. I believe it's a Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, A friend that's in my circle, because we all have to have circles now during a pandemic of people who you promise. Oh, yeah. Your safety circle. Yeah. People who promise not to see other people. It's honestly the worst. I wish it would go away, but, you know, that's just my singular hope. Um, Nobody else is wishing this. But it's, yeah, it's like a nice fancy-ish wine because you couldn't find the wine that I like. Yeah. Which is Joel Gott Sauvignon Blanc. I don't know this one. Or Kim Crawford. 
Really? Yeah, those are the two brands that I really like. Do you do you use your uh, how much free shit do you get off of your Instagram by mentioning stuff? Because I've been starting to get it and I kind of can't stop. It's fine. I'm talking um, to you, Tesla. I'm talking to you, Tesla. Well, I keep trying to talk about Jeeps because I want a Jeep. Like I want a Jeep lease for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get like a moderate amount of free shit. Yeah. But like when you're a fat lady, it's really hard. Like nobody has stuff for you. It's funny. I I talked about this grill and they sent me a free one, Traeger Grills, and it's like a crazy like two thousand dollar like you, I can turn it on with my with my cell phone grill. What the fuck? That's wild. It's insane. The most expensive free thing I got was my pole. My uh, your pole dance pole. Yeah, my stripper pole. Yeah, I like did a interview at this place called X Pole, uh, which is in North Hollywood, and they were like, "Do you have a pole?" And I was like, "No." And I really want one, but like I just don't want to fuck up my floors. And they're like, it's not going to fuck up your floors. And I was like, mm, I don't trust you. You're a company trying to sell me something. And they're like, here, how about a stage? Do you have room to put a stage in your house? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. And they're like, here, we'll give you one. And I was like, what? So like I fully – but they're like – it's the best poll that I've worked on other than like my studio poll. So I have no problems being like, you should get one. Everyone, if you want a poll, X poll is the, the brand I think you should get. I feel like the pole workout thing is it still is it still as hot as it used to be? You're still you're still a huge fan. You're still in it. Still a huge fan of it. I really love it. It's a good core workout. It is a, it's a full body workout. Like your whole body fucking hurts. And now I'm learning this thing called a figure 4 uh pole sit where you literally just hold the pole between your thighs and then you like cross one leg and then lean the fuck back and hope that Jesus keeps you alive. So uh, what is your what is your eating regimen been like from like takeout wise since you've been in quarantine? Are you normally a restaurant person or not really? I fucking love restaurants. I miss them dearly. I'm not, you know, jumping to go to one right now though because like the restaurant's fun when it's busy and it's crowded and there's like people and there's like a vibe um but i love this place in silver lake called bowery bungalow i don't know bowery bungalow oh my god it's so fucking good um but it's like mediterranean food and it's Mm. so fucking good i feel like if i had to eat one cuisine for the rest of my life it would be mediterranean Oh, it's so fucking good. It's just so... Just give me a bread and a hummus and I can be good I love hummus. Their hummus is really good. Have you ever made hummus at home? Fuck no. How do you do that? I think you need to get the Jerusalem cookbook. It's probably my favorite uh, Mediterranean cookbook. It's very annoying to make hummus at home. It's kind of labor intensive, but you basically have Mm -hmm. to get their chickpeas. You got to put water on them from the night before because it's a lot better than the canned chickpeas oh okay uh-huh. all right you gotta fatten them up and then you've got to use baking soda to kind of sear them and then oh. yeah and then you put water in it and you braise it for a couple hours and then or you can just walk to whole foods and <laughs> yeah i would definitely just go to a store and get it that's too much work <laughs> i do think that restaurants are going to be really weird after this this whole crap because it's going to yeah. be like socially distanced restaurants like you're sitting there and 15 feet away there's another table it's going to be very weird i mean for me, I'm just like, I would rather them stay closed until they can like properly open just because I'm like, so restaurants are losing money now when they're not open. 
How the fuck are they going to make money running at 30% capacity? I know. It's going to be, it's like the same, you'll be lose, not losing more money, but it's like, okay, so you still have to like pay your staff and stuff. But like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it, the whole thing is like really fucked up. And I think our government should be doing a little bit more for smaller businesses I than they are. Guys, especially the restaurants. They're so fucked. Yes. And it sucks because like everyone loves a restaurant. Like, wouldn't it be so sad if we come out of the pandemic and only like global conglomerates come back? Like the Chili's, the fucking Red Lobster. Like, I don't hate them. I love those places. But like, I don't want that to be the only place I can eat. Right. I don't want the only place I can work out to be like a 24 hour fitness, which is not 24 hours. Wait, is there a half hour? No. The one in West Hollywood closes. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all close in LA, which is like insane. Wow, we're putting you guys on blast. Hell yeah, dude. Also, I might be wrong, but last time I checked, they did like close at like 10. I don't think I'm ever going to go to a gym ever again. I think I'm done. My gym days are over. I mean... I'm going to get me a pole for for my backyard. Yeah, get yourself a pole. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the thought of like using equipment that other people may have like coughed on and shit and sweated on is not appealing right now, Uh, but like... Eventually, we will be able to, like, I just think we're going to have to be cleaner than we want to be, because there's a lot of dirty birds out there who don't wipe down equipment before and after use, and it's like, just do it. Do it now. Now there's an incentive. Wash your hands. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the airport, and people just leave the bathroom without washing their hands and then get on a plane and touch all this shit. I can't tell you how many people before the pandemic didn't wipe down their seats and they're like, it's public transit. I'm like, never once have I been on the subway for eight hours. Wipe down your fucking seat. Wipe down the monitor. Wipe down anything you fucking touch. Wipe down your tray table. You don't know what baby was changed there. Planes don't get cleaned in between your flight. Guess what? They pick up trash that you see. Ooh. Wow, you you were a wipe downer before the pandemic? Hell yes. I was not. You're talking to me. You're looking That's into my eyes disgusting. and you're talking to me. Disgusting. <laughs> Why? Why wouldn't the pl- you know the plane doesn't get cleaned? I mean, I was always okay with a base level of funk. Really? Yeah. Like I always think like I don't know people who over Purell and stuff. Like it's not good for your immune system. Just let it. Just let the germs come. It's fine. But. Now I, I'm never going to be like that again. No, you can't. We can't be like, I like <laughs> truly like before uh, shelter in place started, I was flying back from somewhere in Texas. I cannot fucking remember, but I was flying back. I wiped down my seat. This is like truly there's like everyone's like whispering about a pandemic, but like nobody on the plane was acting like it. <laughs> right. I wiped down my seat and this lady next to me was like, that's smart. And I was like, would you like a wipe? She was like, no, I'm okay. So then I just, she went to the bathroom and I wiped down her seat and I wiped down her TV <sighs> and I wiped down her side. Cause I was like, it's close to me. Um, and she was like, wow. man, your wipes are powerful. I can smell it over here. And I was like, isn't that interesting? <laughs> um, and then I slept with, I usually sleep with like not a mask on, but like a scarf on my head. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like sometimes flight attendants, you like wake up and they're like over your face and you're like, what the fuck? So I just sleep with like a face covering. Um, and then I heard people talking about me. They're like, oh, I guess she's safe from the pandemic. And I was like, ha ha ha. Okay, laugh at me all you want. But guess who's, we all have to stay home now. <laughs> Can I tell you something? What? I flew four days ago from New York to LA. <gasps> Oh, how was it? Nicole, it was not pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I was like, I had my N95 mask ready to go. I was mm-hmm. going to get in the plane. And then my cousin sends me this article she read about this NBC virologist reporter who got it in a plane and he was wearing an N95 and he's like, it must have been from particles that went into my eyes. And I was like, what? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I swear, I took this flight. I was wearing my N95 mask and ski goggles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it we like the thing about it is you may look stupid as fuck, but like we don't know enough about the illness. Yeah. So like it's you may exactly. look dumb, but like take the precautions. It's like people balking against like wearing a mask. They're like, oh, I can smell a fart through jeans. I'm like, yeah, but like if they weren't wearing jeans, it would be worse. One, two, <laughs> if it brings your chance down from getting it or passing it by like twenty five percent, that's better than nothing. I love yeah. that you wore ski goggles on a flight. Oh my god, it was crazy. And actually, I didn't even eat on. The, I I was like, I'm not gonna take my mask off. I'm not gonna go to the bathroom. For this five and a half hour flight. Uh-huh. So I didn't drink anything. I didn't eat anything. I didn't pee anything. I literally just sat there like frozen ah, in my seat. I didn't pee anything is a funny sentence. <laughs> but I, they came, they were, they were, it was a bummer because they were bringing, well, they had, they weren't serving food. They had like the box, the snack boxes. Mm-hmm. They were doing like the snack boxes. But that was also kind of a bummer. It's like, because... I was. I didn't pay for this flight. I was being. I was. So you uh, were the, first class. It's fine. The good people of Netflix. Thank you very much. It's fine. Were uh, first classing, and and uh, there was no meal service. It was very depressing. That was. That's like my favorite thing it, in the yes, world is eating a meal in first class. Love to eat in first class. I love to open my window shade just in case a bird is near, so a bird could be like, "Wow, she's living." Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, yeah, it. That's one of those things where. I, during the pandemic, I didn't eat. Like, I was like, I'm not eating because I don't know. I don't – because sometimes they pull the curtain, so you don't know what they're actually doing to the food. And you yes. don't know if they're wearing gloves. I don't think they wear gloves. And I know it's, like, pre-packaged. It's like, I don't know where it's – I don't know. So I just didn't eat anything. I did go to the bathroom, though, but I did use my wet wipe. I wet wiped oh, yeah. everything in the bathroom <laughs> because they're disgusting. They don't get cleaned. Yeah. It's – uh Hey, right, just get your ski goggles out, guys. You'll be That's fine. That's really. Was your plane? Was it like full? It was. It was not full, but it was weird. This was the weird part. Okay, I figured. At, first of all, there, it was Delta, so they're like everyone's going to be wearing their masks. This mm-hmm. and that. So I get into I get into first class, and I'd say it was like half full. And of the people in first class, 30 percent of us were wearing our masks. Seventy mm-hmm. percent were not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I think the flight attendants were like scared to tell the rich people to put their masks on, which I'm like, just use the same intensity you use for like, hey, can you put your fucking tray table up or your upright chair? Just be like, can you put your mask on? Yes. Especially since like planes, there are no rules. Like the land rules don't apply. Sky rules are in effect. Like, why do you have to be not reclined on a landing? Like they barely recline. Why, I, I assume the tray table has to be up because if something happens, uh, you know, uh, it's easy for you to get out of your seat. Just be like, just tell people that the air is recirculated and it's dangerous, even though it's not. Like, just, yeah, tell, exactly. <laughs> just lie to them. Just be like, you now have to wear a mask on a plane. You just have to do it. That's so wild to be like. But then again, I guess if you're a rich person, like, you're you're going to be fine. You could, like, buy your own ventilator and live forever. I guess. <laughs> I guess so.
Okay, I'm going to get to some uh, food questions that I ask every single guest. And starting with, what is your earliest food memory? You know, you sent these questions and I looked at them and I was like, I love answering in the moment. I should have thought about this. (laughs) My earliest food memory is my mom used to make, um, I mean, it's not the earliest memory, but like the first steak I had was fully well done. Black people love a well done piece of meat. I don't know why. It was like a fucking hockey puck. And Mm. I remember being like, this is tough and really hard to eat. So then I like would drown it in ketchup. So I was one of those ketchup steak eating little monster freaks. And then I went to a restaurant in my adult life and I ordered it well done. My friend was like, no, 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 no. You should have it medium. And I was like, I don't want it bloody. And she was like, just, okay, medium well, but just try it. And then I went to the bathroom, and I'm pretty sure she told the person to just make it medium because I got it. And I was like, it's still, like, red and juicy. She's like, taste it. And I tasted it, and I was like, I've been lied to my whole life. And then my mom used to make uh, macaroni and cheese, which I fucking loved. And then her lasagna and her big ziti was so good. Um... And then her mm. pound cake was really good. So like that's my my earliest memories are like my mom making a feast for people. Oh, that's so great. And now you're a medium rare girl or you're still medium? Oh, she's like medium rare. Nice. Yeah, like the bloodier the better. I fucking love the yeah. blood. Oh. But not anymore. She's she's a vegan vegetarian person. Oh my now. god. You can have your tempeh medium rare. Oh my god, don't even. It's not the same. Like I don't care what anybody says. It is not the same. <laughs> what is your death row meal? You're on death row. Okay, I'm on I'm a bad, bad, bad lady. Some someone next to you wasn't wiping down. <laughs> and I murdered and them. You murdered them. Um, okay, so this is something I've thought about. I would like sweet potato pie. I would like pound cake made with like a pound of each ingredient, like old school pound cake, vanilla Haagen-Dazs ice cream or homemade ice cream by my Aunt Eartha. And then I would like mac and cheese made by my dead mom or someone who can figure out her recipe. And then I want cheese fries from this restaurant called Toast in uh, the Upper West Side of... Well, it's like Harlem. It's like Morningside Heights. It's 125th and Broadway. Cheese fries, no gravy, tons of their ketchup, a Caesar salad with chicken, bacon, uh, the dressing on the side, extra cheese, extra dressing, croutons, and then I would like um, uh, a penicillin, which is a cocktail, just like a jug of that, and then I think that is it, but also maybe I would like a burger that I had from this restaurant in Hawaii that had like gold on it and was too expensive, but like really fucking good. And then I think I want some ribs from this restaurant called Virgil's, which is like literally in Times Square and is a chain restaurant, but has some of the best ribs I've ever fucking had in my life. And then I would like this cauliflower stuff with tahini sauce from Bowery Bungalow. And then I think that's it. I don't think they're going to ever execute you. It's going to take you. <laughs> They'll be like, this fucking fat ass bitch. We can't get all this shits from different states. Uh, oh, my God. I was like writing down things as you were saying them. I was like, oh, I need to get back to that. Uh, what flavor Hagen does? <laughs> but then like. It Vanilla. Just, <laughs> it, just went, it went off the rails. Tell me about the gold burger. This gold burger. I had it in Hawaii. I was in Kauai. And it just had like gold leaf on it or like, like it wasn't yeah, like a- just like a gold piece of foil that you like cut it open. And you're like, OK, so like there's a gold strip in my burger. And then I was like, whatever. And then I put it in my mouth and the whole burger just melts in your mouth. It is so 
fucking good. And it was like so filling. Like I was fully ill after eating it. It was I mean, so good. I'm going to ask a very gauche question. Yes. Did you search for the gold on the way out? Oh, when I took a dump, did I look did for you have, gold? Did, did you have sparkly poop? <laughs> I didn't have sparkly poop. That's like the most upsetting thing about eating something weird like that. Like I once had cupcakes with sprinkles or not sprinkles <laughs> with like glitter on them. And I was like, I'm going to have glitter shits. And then I didn't have glitter shits. I was so upset. Oh, your body just absorbs the glitter and the gold. Yeah. There's like a little disco going on in your stomach <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, what is the best high end meal you've ever had? The best high end meal I have ever had is this place called Providence. It okay. is literally across from like a party city on Melrose. It yeah. looks like a weird house, but then there's like a valet outside. And I believe they only do a tasting menu. And the tasting menu is like $200 per person or something wild like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, a friend of mine was working at Google, so he got to expense the dinner. And I usually don't drink red wine, but we had this red wine that literally tasted like I was licking velvet. It was so good. And then the meal was just incredible. It was, oh, it was, but it was like wild things like here's a puff of smoke, a wish, and a radish. And you're like, okay. But then you eat it, and you're like, wow, that puff of smoke and a wish was so good. And that radish, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, Providence, I've never, that's probably like, it's, it's top three on my list of places I want to go to if, in LA. Like it's a, seafood centric, right? It's like mostly if, seafood. Yes. And I'm not a seafood person, but it's so fucking good. What you should do is, so I've eaten there numerous times. And the way I've gotten to do that is um, by telling, so like if you have, a dinner with like say an executive on a show you're working on. They're like, we want to take you out because we love the show, blah, blah, blah. Suggest it because they're mm. expensing it. So it doesn't matter how much it is. And yeah. if you're going to dinner with like your agent or your manager, suggest it. Cause again, they're expensing it, but also you paid for it because when you work, they take your money. Um, Absolutely. That's a good idea. And then just I'm, mention I'm, it to people or they might get you a gift certificate. That's another way I got to eat there. <laughs> You're just dropping Providence uh-huh, bombs uh-huh, on people. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you know what's also pretty good? Osteria Matza. Yeah, Osteria, Nancy Silverton's restaurant. Actually, it's like three blocks away from Providence. <laughs> is it? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It's very, very close. I guess I only eat on Melrose. Yeah. <laughs> there, we like I had a gift certificate again. And uh, because I just love telling people, I'm like, give me a fancy gift certificate for food. Uh, we ate there. It was, like I brought me and like three friends to do fancy dinner, which is a fun thing I used to love to do. Um, I love it. and we ordered the steak and they were like, it is market price. And we we're like, great, let's have it. And they, they don't tell you market price until you get the fucking receipt. This steak was $300. And I was Shut like, up. what if we didn't have $300? Oh my god! Or it was like two hundred something. It was like it was something. It was in the hundreds. It was really ridiculous. I was like, oh my god! What the fuck was it? Was it like a like a Japanese? I have no idea, but it was so fucking good. It like had this like, I think like a coffee rub on it, and it was like just like crisp and and melted in your mouth. It was so good. It was delightful. It was worth not every penny, but like mm, some of them pennies. (laughs) A lot of the pennies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What's your favorite low end meal? Best low-end meal you've ever had. It could be a street taco that you love. Or yeah. It could be Virgil's. I mean, Virgil's is, like, kind of expensive because it's in the heart of Times Square. Right, um, right, right. I guess I would say the best low-end meal. 
I really love, I do like In-N-Out and I like their fries. Like people don't like their fries. I think they're really fucking good. Interesting. I know. Yeah, I don't love their fries. I mean, I always get them extra crispy and then I'm, there's still something. I think it, you're holding them to the standard of a McDonald's fry. Yeah, and a McDonald's to fry. To me is the perfect food. So good. McDonald's yeah. is delightful, delicious. The cheeseburger is just, it's it brings back childhood memories. But I do like In-N-Out. I do like Shake Shack. Like I like a fast food burger. Um, yeah, I had I had that Hi Ho burger last night. You know that one? It's no. like the, the guys who have Sugarfish, who uh-huh. who own Sugarfish, and uh, this is like their burger spot. And they're trying oh. to be like In and Out. Oh, what is it called? Hi Ho H I H O. They're on Postmates as well, but it's going to get to your place and it's going to be cold, which is what happened to me last night and uh-huh. then i complained to postmates and then they gave it to me for free so you can do that hot tip oh there you go <laughs> just complain oh it's in santa hot monica tip. no there's one uh uh there's one in mid wilshire as well oh okay yeah what is are, are you uh, when you're on the road what are what is your your food regimen like are you oh my god it's really awful like when you're at a shitty place that there's nothing there's nothing there's nowhere to go um me and my friend Christy were in Virginia Beach all weekend one weekend and we ate at this one restaurant every single night <laughs> I can't remember the name of the restaurant though it was just this like weird chain restaurant that we like you eat it I eat at a lot of chain restaurants. Or you just eat nasty fucking club food. Not all clubs have nasty food. I don't want to say that. But, like, sometimes you're just like, I don't. These chicken fingers are yeah. wet. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. The uh, Comedy Magic Club actually has decent food, I would say. But everything is, like, seven portions worth. Wait, where? And I feel s- the, the Magic- Comedy Magic Club. Where is that? In Hermosa. Oh. You ever do that? No, I've never done that. Oh, okay. Never been um, invited. Oh, I'm sure you can get invited if you wanted to. <laughs> Favorite drunk food? You've had a fucking boatload of penicillin. Uh-huh. What do you go for? Um, Burgers. Like, I like a burger. I like French fries or, like, not really ice cream. No, that's I'll eat ice cream when I'm stoned. But, like, yeah, just something greasy. Tater tots, chicken yeah. nuggies. Yeah. And then when you're hungover, favorite hungover food? Oh boy! When I'm hung, like also something greasy, or I'll try to like hair of the dragon it, hair, hair of the dog, hair of the dog it, and like drink more. But like that doesn't yeah. always work out. But usually, like I sometimes I just don't eat anything, and I'm just like water. <laughs> Some a, a lot of people have been saying bananas, which to me that's feels insane. Gross. It feels gross. Am I gonna fucking deep throat a weird phallic fruit because I'm hungover? Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't put it into words, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what it was. Now, this is going to be an interesting question because you fall into this category, but who is your favorite uh, celebrity food personality other than Nicole Byer and other than Jacques Torres? We're oh, gonna take him dang. Out of the that's what I was going to say, Jacques Torres. <laughs> um, I guess my favorite food personality, if it wasn't me or Jacques, would have to be Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah? I fucking love Guy I've never met him before, but he seems like the. It's funny because I feel like he has this persona that everyone kind of hates on, but apparently mm-hmm. he's like the most like charitable person in the history of charities. That's what I keep reading that he does a lot for people, but I just think he's so funny. I I love that he sticks to his brand. My favorite thing at the beginning of diners, drive-ins, and dives is he's screaming as if he's yes. not mic'd. 
And nobody has told him in the history of the show that he no longer has to, he, like, you don't have to scream. Yes, you're in a car. Yes, it's a convertible, but you're literally mic'd. And right. you can also do ADR. And he's just screaming. And then I love, he, like, goes into these kitchens. He's like, all right, let's see. How's it made? And then they go through it. And they're like, all right, guy, taste it. And he's like, oh, oh, man, this, oh, this is good. And that's, that's it. That's his review. It's never anything other than, oh, oh this is good. And there's been several, 10 years of this show and nothing, like it is all the same thing. I love it. It's, I love him. It's amazing. He's great. The backward sunglasses, the whole it's thing. The, the spiky blonde tips. hair. Yes. The flame shirts. I love a flame shirt. I love Guy Fieri. Have you met him before? No, not yet. But oh here's to hoping. <laughs> Guy Fieri and the uh, Comedy Magic Club on your, on your yeah, wish Yeah, these list. are my two wishes. Okay, desert island food. You're trapped on a desert island. There's one thing you have to eat for the rest of your life. You will never get tired of it. Uh, cheese fries from toast or uh, tater tot nachos. Interesting. So you're going to go with a fried potato. <laughs> Wait, tater tot nachos? Hell yeah, Nachos with dude. tater tots on top? <laughs> no, it's instead of the chips, you use tater tots. Oh, interesting. Hell yeah, dude. I make them all the time. You like a potato, a, a fried potato melted cheese combo. Yes, I guess that's what I've said. I love, have you ever seen, um, it's my freaky obsession, and there's this woman who only eats cheesy potatoes, that I'm her. <laughs> well, okay, I'm Search about to blow your mind. Search the clip online. It's really funny. They try to get her to eat Brussels sprouts, and she cries and like almost throws up. It's literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. My freaky obsession. Cheesy potatoes. Isn't she amazing? Oh, Kelly. Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay, there's, I've seen like, for those of you listening and not watching along, <laughs> yes. they're basically just showing constant slow motion shots of her eating cheesy potatoes. <laughs> um, it's, it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> Wait, where is the, I want to see the veggie part. Is this it? Oh, here we go. Yes, where she's crying. Oh my God, her hand is convulsing. She's yeah. shaking. <laughs> With a Brussels sprout ah! in her hand. And she smells it and she almost pukes. <laughs> I can't do it. She's going, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> then her husband comes in and hugs her because she oh. can't eat a vegetable other than a potato. Oh, my God. He had to come and comfort her. <laughs> that, is, that, that broke my heart. <laughs> Isn't that so oh funny? My. God. I mean, I can't blame her, though. I think cheesy potatoes are delicious. Have you ever had a food called raclette? What? Oh, Nicole. Oh, Nicole. I'm about to blow your fucking mind. There is a Swiss food. I've talked about it on the mm-hmm. podcast before. It's like a Swiss alpine mountain food. It's called raclette. And it's basically, uh, they come over to, they, it's, it's boiled potatoes. So it's not, it's not fried potatoes. It's not roasted potatoes. They're boiled. But... They come over to your table and they they have a half a wheel of cheese that they've heated the top up so it gets melted and then they scrape it onto your potatoes. Oh. And it is it's this special raclette cheese which is like kind of got a nice funk to it and it is I, I need to find this now. I mean, it'll blow your mind. It's so good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, oh dang. God. 
It is so good because you get that cr- the kind of crispy burnty cheese uh-huh. on the top. It's oh, what a dream. What a treat. I want to be trapped. I want to be trapped on this desert island with you, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Where we just get to eat cheesy potatoes and I invite my friend from my freaky addiction. (laughs) Is there a food that you can't stand eating? That you just, you hate it? I don't really like pickled things. Really? Yeah. uh, You and Lauren Lapkus. You know that that was her? uh, No, I didn't know that. I really, like, I don't like olives. I hate a dirty martini. It's like drinking a cup of jizz. I don't like kimchi. I don't really like... Uh, I wish my jizz tasted like a dirty martini. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, yeah, pickles. Ugh. Okay, ready? I changed Lauren's mind on this, and I will change yours as well. Okay. There's nothing better for... Well, okay, your gut health. Your gut health. Uh-huh. The health of your gut, meaning it has to have a lot of funky bacteria in there, good bacteria, is probably the best way to keep your immune system strong. It's so important for your whole well-being. And the best food to have for your gut health is cheesy potatoes. No, just kidding. It's pickles. <laughs> and pickles, that fermentedness, like kombucha or just any pickles, will keep you living so healthy and longer and you're gonna you're gonna i'm not trying to live for a long time i'm just trying to live until it's done i just pickles are so fucking gross i can't they're like mushy and hard and then they're tangy and nasty they're disgusting they're literally disgusting whenever i see a person that's just like munching on a fucking pickle i'm like well, what's wrong with you who who doesn't oh love my you god no i was with you all the way up until now nicole disgusting i can't pickles Ugh. are disgusting sauerkraut are you kidding? What the fuck? No. Get that away. No. <laughs> no sauerkraut. No. no kimchi. No olives. No. Um, oh, okay. What about if you go to like a, a fancy restaurant and they have like a little pickled artisanal baby vegetables? Yeah, then the rest of the table can have a fucking feast. <laughs> I'm not eating it. Uh, like I might taste it, but like I'm not eating it. Pickles ruin things. They ruin the bun of a burger. You oh can't get God. the taste of a pickle. You've just scooped the bun. It's so nasty. If there's a pickle company listening right now. Don't you dare send me pickles. Send all of your pickles to Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd post about it and be like, someone is terrorizing me. A terrorist sent this to me. Ay, ay, ay. What a bummer. Okay. That's okay. We won't hold it against you. Um, this is my favorite question. What is your restaurant pet peeve? I hate uneven tables. <laughs> like, that ah. just really bothers me. Yes. Um, I also really hate it when your food... What do you do when you have an uneven table? Do you tell, do you I, tell the I'll waiter? I'll tell you... the server. I'll be like, hi, yeah. I'm so sorry, but, like, is there a thing that you can put under the table to make it level? Um, and I hate when people talk too loud in a restaurant about nothing. Like, if you're having mm. a great time and it's interesting, great. But, like, if you're just like, oh, my God, I don't care. I don't want it. But also, I'm you, very loud. So but you like, pay attention for the content. You're like, let yes. me hear the content. Yes. <laughs> it's worthy of loud speak. <laughs> yes. Um, what else do I hate? I mean, it's really hard to, like, annoy me in a restaurant. It's usually, like, patrons annoying me. Um, Interesting. I get annoyed very easily in restaurants. Why? What annoys you? I don't know. Okay, the lighting. Let's say it's too bright. Okay, it. yeah. Too bright. That's music. Not great. Too loud. Ugh. Don't like it. Yeah, okay. Or wrong or wrong kind of music. Fair. Yeah, these are all things. 
I don't like when a server says uh, re- starts reading the specials and they say it like they're the ones who have them. Like I have a salmon that uh, is baked. I also have a steak. No, you don't have any of those things. They're not yours. Well, it's the the royal we. The restaurant can serve this to you. I once was at a restaurant and I was kidding, but they were like explaining about this like meat and like where it came from, and I was like, oh. Uh, what was the cow's name? And he's like, actually, we do have the name of it. Let me go. And I was like, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because I knew Shut that up. they didn't have the name of the cow. And he was going to like go in the back and pretend to co- like talk to somebody and come back and be like, Susan. Her name was Susan and she had a great life and she was very supple and soft. Yeah. So like uh, whenever a server's doing too much. Yeah. Do you ever get recognized and then the server is is like lingering a little too long? No. Um Sometimes, like if I'm out of state, sometimes people go, you look so familiar. And I go, okay, I get that a lot. And they're like, but what do I know you from? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not from here. And they're like, hmm. And the reason why I don't tell people is because a couple of times I've been like, oh, I host a show on Netflix called Nailed It. And they go, that's not it. And I go, oh. And then they won't go away. And you're like, uh, girl code? You just like go through your resume and you're like, this isn't <laughs> right. fun for me. Like, I don't just, I don't know. Fucking take a picture and show somebody and be like, who is this bitch? Uh, but the nicest thing that happens is sometimes I'll get meals comped. Like, they'll be like, we like your work. We think you're really funny. Um, so the meal is on us. So then That's I awesome. will collect cash from like the, t- like if it's like me and a couple people, I'll be like, give me as much money as you have that we were going to put towards the bill. And then we just give it to the server. That's so good. That's good. You're a good person to call. Well, if you're going to do something nice for me, then I should do something nice for the server. Like, if you think yeah. about it, like, if a server does something nice like that to you and, like, our like say our bill was, like, two, like $150 and we got, like, 80 bucks together cash to give to her, that 80 bucks makes a difference in her life or his life, yeah. their life. Because uh, I was a server for a very long time and when people would stiff me, I'd be like, I was counting on that $10 for my fucking rent. Uh, so like, it's just like a nice thing yeah. you could do for somebody. For your penicillin. You needed that penicillin. I need money. penicillin. Last bonus question. What's the first restaurant you're going to go to after quarantine is lifted? Um, well, I'm going to wait a couple months, see if these people who can't <laughs> stay out of a Ross dress for less or a super cut, see if they get sick. But like, if we get a vaccine, everything is easy breezy peasy. Um, I think I'm gonna go to probably Bowery Bungalow. Like I fucking love it. It's one of my favorite restaurants. Wow! Big shout out to Bowery Bungalow. I or, can't wait to try it. Or Asterior Labuca. Have you ever been there? Yes, I have. Also on Melrose. <laughs> it is really funny that I have not mentioned a restaurant off of Melrose. Uh, wait, I can mention one. Little Dom's. That's another one I love. Yeah, that's not that. Little Dom's delicious. Fantastic. So good. Their lasagna is so good. They also have, I think, one of the best deals in Los Angeles. If you go on Monday, you can get, uh, I think they have a, bless you. Thank you. They they have a $10 bottle of wine. Oh. And it's like a good bottle of wine and it's like $10 and then it's like another, for $10 you get like a a pasta and a dessert. It's a very good Monday night deal. They do lots of good deals. The food is so tasty. They have lasagna on Tuesdays. That's my favorite. Um, but also during Mardi Gras, they have a Mardi Gras theme menu, and that's always Ooh. so fun to go to because you get like a like a hurricane drink and then a fucking crab cake croquette or whatever. I don't know. 
I I'm on the search for the best lasagna in LA, and I have not found it yet. Honestly, like I really like Little Don's lasagna. I will say really? right now they give it to you frozen, and then you have to heat it up. I guess it's just a way that they they don't have to have a ton of people working right now. Oh, okay. Uh, you're talking about delivery. I was like, wait, this is what they. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were yeah. talking about when so you go you, to the restaurant. You sit down at the table. They <laughs> roll out a tiny easy bake oven. They give you the lasagna hard, rock hard, and you got to cook it for a couple of hours. Now, right now for deliveries uh, during quarantine, they give it to you frozen. But like in the restaurant, it is so good. That is awesome. Okay, Nicole, pretend I'm a waitress in the middle of nowhere, and I don't know where I know you from. How can I find out more? What are you on? What are your socials? Where are you? Well, all my socials are at Nicole Byer on Twitter and Instagram. I had a book come out in June, so if you still want it, pick it up. Okay, awesome. And uh, Nailed It is... Nailed It will stream on Netflix hopefully forever. Every stream counts. I love it. The new season came out in April, so if you haven't seen it, watch it. Very funny. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thanks, Dan. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Stephen. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan. And interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.